I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, all eyes were on the Sunshine State last night where there was actually a lot of shade being thrown in the big debate between Charlie Chris, the challenger, and, of course, current Governor uh, Ron DeSantis from Florida. Uh, The candidates traded barbs and showed their differences on a wide range of topics from abortion to immigration. The the big question, and I think what I was most watching for and the thing that I think applies to all of us uh, here in the state of Utah and across the country is what do these candidates really do? Uh, did they differentiate? Did they distinguish themselves at all? What does the debate tell us about what's coming both in 2022, 14 days away, and in 2024? So let's dive into that. Uh, really interesting. Uh, of course, one of the big topics uh, for governors was dealing with COVID. Uh, Charlie Crist and Ron DeSantis were really worlds apart in terms of the ideal response to the pandemic. Uh, Christ emphasized uh, unnecessary loss of life. DeSantis talked about freedom and keeping Florida functioning and moving forward. Take a listen. We've lost 82,000 of our fellow Floridians. And when you look at the Thanksgiving table, one of those empty seats is probably one of those people for many families watching tonight. And if we had only had the standard of other states in the United States, 40,000 of those people would still be alive, enough to fill Tropicana Stadium in St. Petersburg. And I can tell you, as Charlie Chris and his friends in Congress were urging you to be locked down, I lifted you up. I protected your rights. I made sure you could earn a living. I made sure you could operate your businesses. And I worked like heck to make sure we had all our kids in school in person five days a week. All right. So obviously uh, from the get-go, it was uh, a lot of back and forth. Uh, I don't think they, uh, either one of them would have done well uh, based on the Dignity Index in terms of how things were tossed back and forth. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
Uh, I want to get into one area that was really interesting. Uh, Obviously, Governor DeSantis has garnered a lot of attention in terms of a potential run for president of the United States coming up in 2024. And that was clearly something that Charlie Crist wanted to emphasize. Uh, The way he emphasized it was quite interesting. There's a few interesting lessons in terms of both communication and debate uh, that I think we can look at as it comes to this. Uh, Charlie Crist asked DeSantis multiple times throughout the night whether he would commit to stay in office for the full four-year term should he win another round as governor. Uh, DeSantis often paused, often deflected, uh, and was actually smart not to answer questions from his opponent. Well, listen, I know that Charlie's interested in talking about 2024 and Joe Biden, but I just want to make things very, very clear the only worn-out old donkey I'm looking to put out to pasture is Charlie Chris. So there you go. The the barbs were flying there. And so so here's an interesting thing just to keep in mind uh, as you watch a lot of these debates, and especially these debates that are coming up. There'll be one tonight uh, as it relates uh, to uh, Pennsylvania. Dr. Oz and Mr. Fetterman will square off in their only debate tonight. And here's the interesting thing. Uh, Charlie Chris used a strategy, which was to ask – Governor DeSantis questions, uh, which is actually the moderator's job. Uh, I actually thought that Governor DeSantis showed great restraint in never answering Charlie Crist's questions and only focusing on the moderator's question. Uh, That is a tricky thing, I will tell you, for both a candidate, because you do want to respond or your natural reaction is to respond to a question. Uh, But when it's coming from your opponent, the rule is, you don't do that. It's also very tricky for the moderator because sometimes uh, a candidate will ask a question of their opponent. The opponent will say, "I'm. are you moderating? Who's moderating? And then the moderator will feel the need to step in and say, well, do you want to answer that? <laughs> uh, and again, it's one of those very interesting debate strategy things that, uh, that plays out that uh, I think we'll see tonight. This will be interesting tonight to watch with uh, Dr. Oz. I think we'll do something very similar as Charlie Crist. So it's kind of flipping the script now. Uh, I think Dr. Oz will ask Fetterman repeatedly uh, about his health, about his ability to withstand the rigors of office, uh, about how much he can really do and not do. I think there'll be a lot of those kinds of questions. Again, it's up to Mr. Fetterman to not take the bait and answer those. It's also up to the moderator to make sure they stay focused on the actual questions, not what the candidates want to ask each other. I think that's a really fascinating thing to to keep our eyes on as we go through the the evening tonight and a lot of future debates uh, over the next uh, 14 days. Uh, I want to go to some of the uh, back and forth a little bit. Uh, Charlie Chris talked about uh, uh, the governor really being a bully, again, kind of going at this contempt uh, side of the equation. Uh, So he framed DeSantis as a bully uh, who used that tactic uh, for those that he disagreed with. Yeah, well, Ron, we know you love to bully people, and the little name-calling you just exchanged, I can take it, but you shouldn't do it when children are standing behind you at a press conference and they're wearing a mask and give them But apparently that's your nature, and that's too bad. So that's Charlie Chris calling Governor DeSantis a bully uh, when he disagrees with people. Let's flip the script and look at the other end of the dignity scale uh, and what Governor DeSantis said about Charlie Crist and his views. 
He's also somebody, uh, something of a little bit of a chameleon. I mean, he used to support a federal constitutional amendment that outlawed all abortion regardless of any type of exceptions. Now he's taken the other extreme position. The question is, is this an honest change of heart, or is this a guy that's going to shift with whatever win he needs to to try to keep his political career alive? I think we all know the answer to that question. All right, so they uh, went back and forth in the name-calling department. Again, very low scores on the Dignity Index there. I want to go to a substantive piece in terms of immigration, asked about his use of taxpayer dollars to fly planes to Martha's Vineyard. DeSanta responded with this. It's only when they go to D.C., New York, or, of course, Martha's Vineyard, then all of a sudden this is, you know why? Because we have elites in this country that want to impose policies on you, but they don't want to have to suffer the same consequences that you may have to in your community. What we did, it's sad that it comes to this, but what we did put this issue front and center. Uh, I think we need to reinstitute Remain in Mexico, and I think we need to secure the border because the fentanyl is absolutely out of control. Also on the issue of immigration, Charlie Chris said that DeSantis had a chance to do something about immigration policy while while he was in Congress, but did nothing. So he and Charlie Chris went back and forth. Of course, Charlie Chris was also a member of Congress, so they kind of bantied back and forth in terms of who did nothing better when they were in Congress. I don't know that either of them did significant work when they were in Congress. Uh, they both seem to be moving for other positions. Uh, and so that's an interesting thing in terms of the debate in the Sunshine State. Again, a lot of shade being thrown, not a lot of substance, not a lot of policy, uh, but a lot of positioning. And so we'll continue to see how that plays out. We'll see how that gets reflected in tonight's debate in Pennsylvania between uh, Mr. Fetterman and Dr. Oz. And, of course, there's much more to come as we march our way 14 days to go in the march to the midterms. We'll be right back. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.